Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to this week's episode of You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast. This is a podcast about lesser-known music by lesser-known artists that we believe are as good, if not better than that, in the mainstream. Most of the time better than that in the mainstream. And with us, as always, on the show, I have my regular co-host, Neil and Wayne. Say hello, Neil and Wayne. Hello, hello Neil and Wayne. Good, good, good. And... As always, every week we have a special guest joining us, and our special guest this week is Goza Goodspeed. Hello, Goza. Hello, what a what a pleasure. What a rare pleasure. Yeah, this is going swimmingly today. Everything's going really smooth. Nothing's going to go wrong again. And yeah, it's, it's, it's so good to have you back. Yeah. It's brilliant to be back, mate. I'd forgotten what it's like. It's like slipping on a warm pair of comfortable slippers filled with They've shit. They've been out in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> Had a falling apart. We've been called worse. Yes. They've gone mouldy. <laughs> no, yes, it's great. It's great to be back. And as always, we have our different sections of the podcast. We have the head-to-head where we'll me and Neil and Wayne will fight against each other with music, and Gozer will choose his favourite of the three songs. Then we'll move on to our wild card, which is going to be a random song out of the selections that we've been sent over. The selections. The submissions that we've been sent over, and Gozer will choose a random song. It might be good, it might be bad. And we'll talk about it, if it's good. If it's bad, we'll probably just move swiftly on to the next section, which will be... The Dead Talk on Jordan Musical Challenge Mode, go! And this week, I was challenged with bringing a song from the genre, Psycho Billy. Psycho Billy. And uh, I brought a song from that. I'd, I'd, yeah, and we'll probably play and talk about that. And then we'll have... What's next? Is that, is Artist that it? Spotlight. The Artist Spotlight. Yeah, and then we'll talk all about Gozer and what he's been up to or not been up to and the likes. So, yeah, that's us. That's what we do. That's who we are. That's what we are about. This is how we roll. Moving on. Should we move on or have we got some news or anything, Wayne? No news my end, mate. No. No, afraid well, not. It's, uh, yeah, we're still in the middle of bloody COVID, aren't we? So it's, you know, mm, it is what it is. It is I'm what it is. I think me and Wayne are more locked down than, than Rich now, aren't we, at the moment? I'll just do what the fuck I want anyway. I was at he, Sunday, I was at the weekend, I don't give a fuck. Is, is, is Birmingham still on high alert? Oh, yeah, but if you, you don't care about yourself, but you might be able to pass it on to somebody else, like an old lady who might die. That's not my problem, that's hers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let it that out. Uh, Richie... I, I I wish I could say that I was surprised. Uh, um, you know, it's it's what I expected from you, mate. Keep being you. Die shall. 
Anyway, <laughs> yes, moving on. Right, yeah, let's move on. Let's let's get on with this. Let's go on with this. So we're going to move on to our first section. Our first section being the head to head. And as with most weeks, I won last time, so I'm going to be going first with a song by Little Brother Eli. We've had them on the show. Actually, do you know what? It's about time we actually had them on the show. We haven't had them on the show, have we? It's like a guest or anything. No, we haven't, no. We've played the music lowers, but we've never had them as a guest, so that may be something we can uh, try and sort oh, out for I the future. I've brought them as a head-to-head before, and I know that. Uh, yeah. Did you have them on a B-side? Do you feature them on a B-side? Yeah, I think, I don't, I don't know. Maybe. I don't remember interviewing. I might have. I've interviewed so many people. I remember when I brought them, you were familiar with them. So I think that has been another connection. I may, I may have spoke to them. But it'd be good to have them back anyway, because they're really good. But uh, yes, I am bringing the song. <laughs> Perfect. I am bringing the song Perfect by Little Brother Eli. Enjoy!
Okay, so that was Little Brother Eli with their song, Perfect. And we're going to have a talk about that now, because that's what we do on the show. But uh, I'm going to start with... We're going to start with the guest. We don't usually start with the guest. We're going to start with the guest. What did you think of this, Goza? Uh, I thought it was really good uh, and is a highly, highly, highly entertaining video. Uh, I mean, I love... I know we're not really talking about the video... Uh, we're supposed to be talking about the music because this is a podcast uh, and it's all about the audio, not the visual. But the visual in this case is very good. And what I like about it is the band have got a ton of personality and everybody in that video is enjoying the hell out of themselves, aren't they? It's, yeah, uh, I enjoyed the hell out of myself earlier. <laughs> I, 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 I hear that you do that a lot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, they're, they're having a great time. They're having a great time in this video. And I think that comes through in, in the song, in the recording. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's it's a cheeky little ditty, isn't it? And they're the kind of band that I, I, I saw the video, I listened to the song, and I thought, yeah, I'd probably watch that band live. They're good. Yeah. And they're I having agree. fun. I agree. Yeah. What did, um, what, what, did you, what did you think of this, Wayne? What did you think of this, Rich? What did I think of this? Well, I didn't really like it. That's why I brought it, you dickhead. Um, <laughs> we haven't mentioned it. You just went through. We've gone straight. I, d- I, d- straight I did deny the... it. I kind, of, yeah. I kind of avoided it. You know, you can hear it in the background. I, I needed... That just to remind myself what I chose because I forgot. Um, <laughs> so I, they, they kind of remind me a bit of Maroon Five. They've got that kind of um, indie pop vibe going on, which is really good. Um, a bit like some of them, the killer stuff, more modern killer stuff. But yeah, They're a bit more t- self-aware though than the likes of Maroon Five, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. 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 And that. Yeah. Like you say, tons of personality. That, that seemed quite fun. Really like this song. I just went straight to my playlist. It's just, a, it's just a fun, good song, and the, the musicality and the, the production. The production is amazing. This could be yeah, the production really good. Yeah, this could be a song in the charts, easy, easy. Yeah, you know, obviously. We sorry, not, sorry, not to go shit for... all over your opinion. You, um, you, no, carry on. <laughs> that's what you're here well, for, Goza. That's what I'm, that's what I'm here for to steamroller over all of your usual stuff. Yeah. Uh, they were the kind of band that I was thinking if uh, Top of the Pops still existed, they would absolutely smash it, wouldn't they? Yeah, you know what absolutely. I mean? That, yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of like ironic, self-aware, hugely fun performance. It would only take one stint for them and they would land themselves legions of fans, wouldn't they? I think so, yeah. Very very relatable. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, that's what I thought, Wayne. That's what Goza thought. What did you think? Um. Yeah, no I'm, one fucking um, cares what you think. What did you think, Neil? Um, <laughs> I, I didn't, I, I, <laughs> I've been on the last episode. That, that caught me off guard. <laughs> you want to go, Wayne, or shall I? Wayne can go I, first. I, <laughs> Sorry, called me a wanker earlier and I'm still steaming. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you, you alluded to it. I just, I just put it into words, that's all. You fucking wanker. <laughs> right. Um, it's nice to yeah, see so, that this um, uh, podcast is as highbrow as it has always been. <laughs> I, I mean, I was just about never to start. I was just about <laughs> to start my little section by saying, firstly, let me be the first to congratulate you, Rich, on your season three victory. But is that definite now? Fuck yeah! It's definitely we can't win. Neither me, me and Neil can't win now. It's it's a foregone conclusion, mate. If I if I won everyone to the end of the season, I still wouldn't be near. I think I'd be on like nine. Yeah. And I'm so, on two, so I've got no chance. Yeah. <laughs> so, Minnie, I'll need to team up. So, congratulations on winning season three. No worries. 
Even if we teamed up and pulled our scores, we couldn't beat you. Can, can, we, can, exactly. can, can we talk about the song? Right, so, um, Neil brought these guys back in episode 9 with the song uh, Giving You Up. Was it a title to do uh, episode? It was, I hang on. Yeah, I believe so. Was that, weird, was that the one I won with the uh, listener? With yes. listener, yeah. Yeah. Um, I said then, and I'll say now, they, you know, they're a funky band, they've got some really cool beats, you know, they're rocking that whole... 80s sort of sound, which you've alluded to, you know, that that sort of poppy sound from the 80s. It's a bit more up to date. It's very contemporary, you know. You, you, it puts me in mind of bands, and I don't know why, of like everything, everything, and, and people like that. And they're not really, they don't really sound like those guys, but they feel like they've got a sort of sensibility, musically-wise. You know, I like it a lot. It's, 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 it's nice. It's, it's upbeat. I quite like the opening line of, you know, I like Sundays on my own, you know. I, I, I used to enjoy a nice Sunday on my own. Just pissing about the house and a nice cup of coffee. <laughs> No idea what the any idea what the song's about. Have it a wank. Oh, okay. Um, th- that's not what the song's about. Um, I'm not really sure. I just thought it was a nice groovy song. Yeah, it's, it's really. No, I talk, really I'm talking nice... about what you might do on a Sunday when you're on your own. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really nice groove-based song. Absolutely. I said on episode nine. I'll say it again. And this is how long we've been in lockdown. Episode nine. That was nine episodes ago. I said it's a pity there are no festivals this year because these guys would have been great. And I agree exactly the same as what I said then. You know, the, the pity, there's a pity there were no festivals this year because these guys would have been excellent on the festival stage. Just for so reference, yeah, like for, just for reference for the listeners, when he says episode nine, he means episode nine of season three. Apologies, yeah, episode nine of season three. We haven't been in lockdown fucking that long, but no. it's long enough. Yeah, I was going to say, are you sure? Season yeah. one, episode nine doesn't exist anymore. Oh dear. I deleted season okay. one. I'm always as a patron thing. Only patrons can have season one. Yeah. What, okay. because it was Neil. so good? It was the best ever. <laughs> so, Neil? Um, I fucking love this band. That's, uh, they're, they're, they're just, I think there's some there's some bands that, and artists that we get on this show, and um, we, uh, you know, they're, they're good. They stand out. I mean, everything that we bring is, is good, mm, apart from that one blip I had with... Um, uh, don't mention words. him. Don't mention him. We'll get another dislike. What, what, what was I thinking? But but yeah, <laughs> generally speaking, all, all the music we bring is is good. We um, you know we brought it for a reason. There was that black midi episode that I was a part of. I just wanted to bring that up. That was oh bad. yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was um, fucking was, awful. That was yeah, that was terrible. I've blacked it out. Was it Bohemian Rhapsody? Twenty billion notes. But then, oh, you know, it was the worst. It was the worst. There's some <laughs> bands that come along and, like, you know, kind of... If, if in 12 months' time they're really big, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying they, you know... Obviously, the, the music industry today is all a bit fickle and all a bit random and you can't necessarily get by on talent alone, but it'd be like... You know, if I turned on the telly and saw this band uh, performing, uh, you mentioned Top of the Pops, but, you know, whatever whatever the equivalent is these days, Jules Holland or something, I... I I go, yeah, fair play. You know, yeah. I think they're, they're, they're a band who deserve to be recognised. Uh, is is that Silly Fat Wanker still doing his show? I think so. <laughs> yeah, it's a Silly Fat Wanker. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to be in the audience though, are you? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I, I love this band. Uh, this, this song's great. It's it's fun. It's vibrant. It's it, it's self-aware, but in a fun way. It's it, it's just yeah. It kind of makes the best of the, the the lockdown situation. You know, you can see it's all been it's all been recorded that way from the video, and uh, it, it really is just something that's it feels like it's being created just to lift people's spirits. And it does a good job of it. Oh, I'm all for it. Yeah, awesome. it's a good song. Excellent. So that, I think that's uh, I think that's done and dusted then. 
We're going to move on. Next I've got on the list is you, and you're next. Okay. All right, so uh, I'm going to be bringing a song called Ocean by a lady called Talu McKay. Enjoy. Minus the ocean, making waves through the clouds, somewhere above me, baby don't go away, don't stray, don't stray from me, my mind is the ocean, making waves through the clouds, somewhere Lost in my mind, lost in the time and space with you, baby Trying to breathe, baby But I just cannot focus on myself No longer am myself So tell me, what is it, what is it about this feeling? Confusing me, trying to press rewind To start a new day and find something To take away the pain of what I love, honey So that was Ocean by Talu McKay. Uh, Talu McKay is an Afro-Irish singer-songwriter from Dublin. She started to explore her own voice after winning a national gospel singing competition and uh, soon began to release uh, her own songs. And I've got this... This is... Can you hear talking in the background? What the fucking hell was that? It's actually the video version of the song. She talks a bit first. It's totally thrown me, though. Totally yeah. thrown me. <laughs> it's right, the song will start in a minute, it'll be all right. It's a bit of poetry <laughs> before you get to the actual song and the video. Yeah. Right, okay. I'm, I'm watching the YouTube video, I've only listened to it on Spotify, so... Um, so is, is, is that poem not on Spotify? No. Uh, no, no, it's just straight into the song. So, yeah, it's straight into the song, I don't listen to it, no, I, I haven't heard the poem. Um, 
there you go. This is what it this starts, is what I've heard. Um, it starts with um, the first line of the poem is there was an old man from Nantucket. <laughs> <laughs> there was a young woman from Ealing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, I've, this is verbatim from um, uh, from the emails that were sent uh, there about the song. This is one for this is one. This is this is for the ones who find it difficult. Uh, to express their pain for the ones who had guilt uh, till it shrivels their identity. Um, in, uh, I can't read my own writing. Instead of learning and manifesting into uh, dam- ama- a, a dam- ama- the damn amazing person they are meant to be, cry it out and let it go. I have periods where I don't bother trying to find a song where it's something new and exciting for me. It's just a song that I really like, and this is just a song I really like. It's a really nice groove. She sings it brilliantly. The arrangement's really nice. It's well produced. That's that's it. You know, there's no bells and whistles to it. There's, there's, no, there's nothing groundbreaking here. She's just she's got a really good voice, and the song's really nice. You know, there's a nice sentiment behind it, and, and sometimes that's that's all I need to bring it to the podcast. I mean, she, she emailed us a, a year ago. It was uh, August 2019 when I had this email. So I'm still I'm still working through through this uh, through through our back catalogue, but yeah, it's it's got a nice splicing up of like pop and neo soul, and yeah, it's just nice. I just like it. Um, Neil. Okay, so um, I I did listen to the YouTube version, so uh, I got I got the poem to begin with, and uh, immediately got my attention, and I'm like, oh, I like this. Wayne sticking a leaf out of my book and he's brought something really off the wall. I, I thought that was all it was going to be. <laughs> um, and I've got to say, the poem was amazing. And, and the, song, the song's very good. The song, the song is very good, but I think the poem kind of spoiled it a bit for me because the poem was just so good. There's just so... I've listened to that over and over again and there is so much depth to it. The standout line for me, karma is like a scratched vinyl. You know, it's like it's talking about the whole, the imagery of you know dealing with a, um, a very bitter breakup and the effect it has on someone. Um, and the song itself is great; it, it really is good. Um, so I don't want to, I don't want to detract from that. But it's if you're going to put out a bit of poetry like that. You've got to have an absolutely bang on amazing song to follow it with, um, which this this almost pulls off. I, I kind of sound really negative. I don't want to be negative, but the, the poem was really good. Um, probably stop song, talking now, then. Yeah, I probably should. The song, <laughs> song, song, song was really good as well, but not as good as the poem. I, I'm not trying to downplay the song. I'm trying to big up the poem, honestly. <laughs> I don't think she's going to be employing you to do her PR. That's what I think. (laughs) Probably not. But but I I love the poem. I absolutely love the poem. So we should probably move on. (laughs) (laughs) Rich. I'm sure they're going to fix that in the edit for you. No. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I agree. I said it's it's just just a nice song. uh, But an amazing poem. Yeah, amazing poem. Um, it's not even why the song was brought. I didn't even know the poem existed till now. Um, That's the irony of it. I was confused by the beat. As a, as a drummer, it threw, I, I don't know what beat. I don't. I, I, I couldn't count it. I couldn't count it. I don't know what it was, but it, I, it, 
this, that's what made the song that little bit more interesting for me. Could have been just 4-4, but I was struggling to count it. It was a bit weird. It was a bit off. I don't think it was 4-4, but it was it was very good. It's weird, it's weird. As a drummer, I can play beats, and I can play lots and lots and lots of different time signatures. I just can't count them. If you put the, 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 the beat in front of me, I can play it. Or if, you put, if someone plays a song in a certain rhythm, I can play it. Ask me to count it, and I'm fucked. It's very strange, which is weird because as a drummer... That's what you're supposed to do, man. You're supposed to count, but it's something that just, for me personally, happens naturally in my head, and that's well, why you I feel like, it rather than I feel it rather know. than count it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, is that how you? Is that how you do maths in everyday life? I don't do you maths in everyday life if I can help it. <laughs> yeah, just, I was just imagining you like uh, counting out your coins at the till, <laughs> just like shoving a load of stuff that looks right. At the, at the checkout assistant. Yeah, I had to do my tax feels turn. Feels fine. That that feels about right to me. I got away. <laughs> I, I did my tax return last year and just found myself drumming on the computer. So, anyway, yeah, good song, brilliant song, lovely voice, uh, lovely production, lovely poem. It's all good. It, it was like it wasn't nothing groundbreaking. Like say, it was nothing groundbreaking. It wasn't nothing that's going to wow the world. But it was. Yeah, I, I would. Put, I would put this. On my, I haven't put it on my playlist, but I, I think I probably would. So yeah, Goza. Well, uh, she's got an incredible voice. That much is obvious straight away. And she's because again, I I also watched the YouTube video, so I saw the poem first of all. And also, I thought that there was going to be some kind of like spoken word, like almost sort of freeform jazz piece to start with. Um, and then, of course, she gets into it, and she's got an amazing, lovely texture to her voice. And something about it reminded me of um, the lead singer of Morchiba, uh, Ooh, a little bit, possibly. Yeah. Um, whose name, uh, embarrassingly, I've just forgotten. But uh, anyway, uh, and the, in the video, I mean, it's a very, it's a very earnest uh, kind of song. So, in, in a lot of ways, it's completely the opposite of the first song because the first song is very kind of fun and self-aware and very knowing and they're just having a laugh whereas this one is very emotional and and feels like it has some quite important stuff to say um i do agree that this particular song doesn't sound very kind of groundbreaking but it is a great showcase for her intensity and and her kind of lyrical ability but I would like to hear some more from her because I suspect that maybe this isn't the... I mean, you said it's a year ago, so there's a good chance there's a whole load of other material from her now. I so. um, I'd like to hear some would, more of her poems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, well, I, I'm, I'm certainly interested in just finding out a bit more and, uh, and seeing what else she's been up to. But again, I mean, the video... Here I, here I am going on about the video again. But uh, this is another video that's incredibly well shot, and it's really arty, and it's basically just her dancing on beach, but she carries the whole thing, and it's quite, it's quite compelling. So she's definitely got a lot of presence, both um, uh, in her physicality and in her voice. So, yeah, I'm sure she's got a huge, huge future. Hmm. Cool. The emotion stuff, yeah, de- what you're saying, definitely. She's kind of exposed, not obviously not exposed in that way, but she's exposed herself, you know, in, in, in a big way. She's opened herself up 
in quite, you know, she, she's left so quite vulnerable in a sense. But uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. but it's you know it's nice to see that, and it kind of it comes. It's one of those we've we've talked about it in the past on the podcast. You can tell when a piece of music isn't just for the sake of music; it's it's actually from the heart, and they actually mean what's being portrayed in in the the music. And I think if that comes through and comes across, it sometimes you know, you can have a bad piece of music, but if it comes, you know, if you can tell it's from the heart and it really comes out and the, the power and the intensity is there, it kind of knocks it up an extra level, whereas this is good anyway, yeah. but because of that you know that that, that feeling and that, that honesty that comes through, it kind of that's what takes it to that next level I think Yeah, I agree Definitely, hmm. I agree So yeah, so that was Wayne, that was his song, well not his song, that was um that was <laughs> Tulu McKay's song, bought by Wayne. And we're going to move on to Neil now with his song. What is your... Take it away, Neil. Uh, well, my song is uh, the song Pulling For You by Blunder. So enjoy. It's a losing situation You try Getting bruised in conversation I don't lie Albums are almost always gone by Still the souls of all the ways you walk alive Someday Suddenly realize 
for you by blunder um that was a blunder uh, by you yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh blunder is a, a north hollywood based uh indie alternative musician full name andy blunder but goes by the name of blunder he's performed with various bands uh in the past worked with uh, legendary producer rick rubin involved in the American Recordings label. Basically, we released a five-track EP during lockdown, where he basically scoured his sort of um, previous material for inspiration. Really tried to encapsulate the fragility of the situation at the moment. Um, and I think that's what this, this song does for me. I mean, it starts off, it's unashamed Neil music. It's that sort of dark, melancholic guitar uh, you know it's going to be depressing you know it's going to put you in a it, it's going to bring you down and it's going to it's going to connect with the realities and the harshness of life and then all of a sudden it's like really sort of showboaty kind of almost broadway type piano comes in and that really sort of knocked me for six and took me off guard i wasn't expecting that but it works and i just for me i, I like this song because it just subverts all my expectations and just when you think it's going to go a certain way it does something different and there's a middle eight which then comes back down again and it, it you know it never loses that sort of melancholy throughout but it's it's just done in such an unusual way so um we'll go over to you first way and what do you what do you think i'm glad you come to me first so what i'm going to say may sound like a slight but it's not it's it's um it's a compliment if we ever lose the divine comedy we have a spare <laughs> yeah i can see that yeah it's it's a nice bit of uh, retro indie you know um i wouldn't expect this to be from america at all this sounds no so, i would be surprised yeah this sounds so like late 90s, early 2000s British indie. You know, when indie, when the British indie ruled the world, it sounds like that. You know, that's what I'm. That's what I'm. And he's got that Neil. Um, I forgot the chap's name. He's the lead Hannon. singer of the Divine Comedy. Neil, yeah, Neil. Neil Hannon. That um, he's got that voice. You know, it, it sounds like that. It's a good arrangement. I love the the wah wah woo woos. Really enjoy those. And I mean, he got a built-in audience as well. You know, um, everybody loves a bit of '90s indie, don't they? So yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's cool. Go that should be your catchphrase. You I love the wow wow woo woos. <laughs> <laughs> that should be in every episode. That should be the. I'm that gonna, should be the yeah, trailer. I'm gonna get a t-shirt. I'm waiting along yeah. with the wow wow woo woos. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, unsurprisingly, uh, I like this a lot. Uh, it's kind of in my wheelhouse. 
It's probably, from a songwriting perspective, I think it's probably the strongest of the three songs. And I I like the surprises that it's got in store for you. And I like the kind of, it reminded me a lot of Cherry Ghost. Have you heard Cherry Ghost? No. Oh, blank sounds all around. No, we haven't heard of Cherry Ghost. <laughs> uh, okay. Cherry Ghost did Thirst for Romance and very, you know, a lot of other songs around that time. Uh, oh, you should definitely. Right. Put... No, still haven't fucking Cherry Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Well, clearly Cherry I've Ghost. got a better musical education than you. Uh, what can I say? You're more qualified to run this podcast than we are. <laughs> anyway, I really like Cherry Ghost, so this reminded me of that, but I can definitely see the Divine Comedy as well. I don't know. I think um, Blunder has got a lot of songwriting skill I really enjoyed the song I really like the arrangement as you said it's quite clever and uh, I'd be interested in hearing some more and aside from that it's well produced it's very melodic yeah good good stuff good stuff that's about Rich. it that's about all I, that's all about all I need to venture isn't it I think so yeah I don't really think there's anything else I can add to that isn't really um, it's, it, it is typically Neil Music, but this is towards the end of the Neil Music scale that I like. I enjoyed this. It's it was it was more it was more catchy than the uh, Neil Music that usual Neil Music that, that Neil usually brings. So <laughs> I, yeah, I, I enjoyed. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. It was it was pretending to be upbeat. It wasn't pretending. It was quite. It, it wasn't. It was somewhere in between. It's yeah. It was it was dark upbeat music. It didn't want me to. It did make me want to smash my face up the wall several times until I passed out dead. Yeah, it was less, uh, it was less rope they and razor blades and more less that, like stiff drink. They should yeah. put that in their PR. Yeah. It didn't. It doesn't make me want to smash my head into the wall until I end up dead. It made me just want. It made me just want to have it. It made me just want to have half a bottle of whiskey. There you are, just the half. So yeah, I liked it. So we're spent, then I think, people, we are done here with this section. The only thing left to do is to go over to Gozan for Gozan to tell us how much he preferred Neil's song over the rest of ours. <laughs> well, as I said, I do think the Blunder song is the is the strongest from the songwriting perspective. However, uh, I am actually going to give it to Little Brother Eli because um, I really enjoyed that song and the performance and the, the kind of self-aware fun of everything and also i will admit to a slight bit of bias being swayed by the video blunder was the only one that didn't have a video that for me to watch uh and although i really like that song it, I, I the little brother eli video just really conveyed how much fun they've had making this song and so there you go i'm giving it to them and it is a little bit something what you need right now I definitely suppose. yeah hmm. yeah yeah but i should also add Quite a difficult decision because all three of those songs have a lot to recommend them. Oh, it's been um, a brilliant, brilliant week for for music this week. All three songs really good, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, couldn't yeah, I couldn't have called it obviously. Well, I thought I thought Neil would run it, so I couldn't have called it. Yeah, but uh, good stuff. Yeah, so there you go. Then congratulations, little brother Eli. Hopefully, if you're listening, and I'm sure you will be because you're featured. You'll be able to join us on the show sometime in the future. I'm, I'll, I'll probably get in contact. I'll probably That'd get in contact with you soon. I think we've got a, one slot left this year, so if we can get you in there, that might be awesome. Mm. Are you fit them in between John Bon Jovi and Bono? Sorry, are you going to fit them in between John Bon Jovi and Bono? Well, we've got Bon Jovi in tonight. Ah, oh. we, we, we sacked. <laughs> um, we, we, we sacked. We sucked Bono off because he's a tax evader. Oh, I said we sucked Bono off then. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing now? 
<laughs> Neil would definitely have sucked Bono off at some point yet. in his life. Definitely. Oh god. <laughs> oh. Okay. You well, do bring out the yeah. worst. The worst in us by a, a Bono. <laughs> and <it> goes up. <laughs> right. Oh dear. That's enough of that malarkey. Let's move on swiftly. Move on to our next section. Our next section, which is what's our next section, Wayne? The oh, wild card. The wild card. It's the motherfucking wild card, dude. So yeah, the wild card. It's the motherfucking wild Wayne, card. Wayne, tell people baby. what the wild card's about. Oh, the wild card is a section of the show where. We get up all the submissions we've had over the eons, and Neil and Rich flicks his finger through them, and then goes to say stop. And we pick an absolute random song. Could be good. Could be absolute dog shit. Stick around to find out. And yeah, we can Take only do this because I've got a touchscreen computer. Otherwise, we won't be able to flick through. We won't be able to do the section. <laughs> yeah, you'd be able to scroll with the mouse. You'd be fine. No, no, it wouldn't work. We'd have to do a completely different section. We'd have to restructure the whole show and do everything different. But luckily, because I've got touchscreen, I can flick through. Just edit that out. Wow. It was rambling. Um, okay, so I'm going to... Yeah, that's what's going to happen. I'm going to flick through, goes out, and you're going to do that thing that we just said. Have you got one of them touchscreen computers, Rich? Yeah, yeah, I've got one of them. Yeah. Did I say? So what do I do? Do I, tell just, you? I just say when? I just go now, do I? I'm flicking, I'm flicking, just, I'm flicking. I'm I don't flicking. even want to think about that. Shout, stop! I'm okay. I'm flicking. Yeah, yeah, stop. Okay, okay. So we've got from Ross at, I'm not going to say his whole email, just in case he doesn't want everybody to have it. But uh, <laughs> hi, guys. We manage Plymouth-based indie rock band Shay Snowden, C-H-A-Y. Is that uh-huh. Shay or Chay? Chay. It's Chay, and I know him. <laughs> <laughs> As soon as you said Plymouth, well, I'm like, yeah, shit, then, should, we, should we go again? I live in Plymouth. Should we go no, again? No, no. I, I don't want two no, Plymouth no. cons on here. No, all right, then. Are they any good, Gav? Yes, well, we'll find out good. in a minute, won't we? I've met him. He is good. Honestly, okay. he's, uh, he's brilliant. Scarily the, young as well. The band recently finished recording their debut EP, Are You Sitting Comfortably?, which will be released in early 2021. The first single is What the Kids Want and will be released on the 21st of August. We'd love if you'd feature the track on your podcast. I've enclosed a radio edit of the track, a private SoundCloud link, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so that, that's what we're going to listen to now. We don't know what it sounds like, but uh, Gozer Goes probably yeah, does. I do. I've heard this song, yeah. Unbelievable. That, that, I don't think that ever happened again in the history of this show but it's such <laughs> well, a small world wow. it is a small world and okay. they are they're they're a talented bunch this guy uh che's been played on um bbc six music i believe uh steve lamack has played a couple of his tracks previously it's not impressive so. anymore goes there you go. almost everybody in his I fucking dog been played on that i haven't <laughs> yeah i was speaking to someone i was speaking to someone yesterday and i was going oh no this chap you need to get him on the podcast he's been on bbc interviews who the fuck hasn't been on bbc introducing yeah, yeah. fuck me that's a Every- whole other that's a whole other conversation because I think BBC introducing has reached saturation point quite a long time ago. Oh, well, so um, did we, but we're case. still going. <laughs> yeah, good. Anyway, I'll okay, so here we go. Let's let's, let's let's listen to this goddamn song. So this is Shay Snowden and their song. What did I say the fucking song was? Come on, goes on. What is it? I can't remember. What the kids want? What the kids want? 
what the, what kids, the kids want. want. <laughs> what the kids want by Shay Snowden. Enjoy. Don't get yourself mixed up with crooks. Half A's, hidden blades, money stash, stick books. Kick cans, join the gang, you yourself a crook. Money talks, it's what the kids want. Nah, 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 it's what the kids want. Nah, 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 it's what the kids want. Nah, 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 it's what the kids want. Nah, 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 it's what the kids want. Their song, it's a band. Their song, um, what the kids want. It was, uh, it was, it was very Billy Idol a bit. I thought it's like Billy. It yeah. was like, what's his face? Um, the the guy from Queen now. Um, Adam Lambert. Adam, Adam Lambert does Billy Idol. In the minute, she cried more, more, more. I was getting a bit of that from it. It wasn't a bad song at all. I thought it might have been a little bit dated. It was very. It had a very eighties vibe about it, but I didn't. But I think it still 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 works today. But not. It, it, I don't think it'd go mainstream at the moment. But it's. A, I think it's a style that will come back around again. Maybe, Wayne. Uh, it's got that lovely post punk feel to it. You know, it's. Uh, it's got those. 
um, guitars and the bass that roars through it, you know. I mean, the, the, the note I've wrote down here is, oh, somebody's found their dad's record collection, haven't they? Um, <laughs> the voice, uh, his voice is quite reminiscent of the lead singer of Mars Volta at times, which is interesting to me. I love the Mars Volta. Um, my, my one down point to this is, I mean, he's got a 70s rock feel to it as well. You know, it's, it's encompassing all these things. I thought the middle eight went on for too long, you know, referencing, you know, like teen culture from the 50s, you know, using uh, the Rebel Without a Cause moment and the bit of uh, Doctor Strange over the end. It just went on probably a bar too long for me. It, it got a bit tedious towards the end of that. It's not bad. It's not, you know, it, just wasn't, it just wasn't for me. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It just wasn't for me. And I really think that the recording could do with dirtying up, if I'm honest. Because it's it's got that feel to it. it. It feels like it should be nasty. It feels more like garage bandy. Yeah, the the it feels like the guitars should roar a bit more, and they they feel a bit tame and a bit controlled. I wanted it, you know, I I need a bit more like Oasis's first album. You know, everything feels like it. It's not been perfectly sent through a, a processor. You know that sort of thing. But yeah, nice song. Like you say, you know, lots of lots of influences in there. Yeah, I could see I think them they've there. got a lot of promise if this is their debut. Absolutely. It'd be good to listen to their other stuff, I think. So, I'm not, I'm, whatever I've said before, when, when I said they it's a bit dated, I mean, at the end of the day, they, they know who they are, they know what they're doing. They're not appealing mm. to, to the, the, the masses who are sitting, sitting down listening to the likes of fucking Rihanna anyway. So, mm. But yeah, I, do, I, do, I, 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 I like it. I, I, if it's on Spotify, I will stick this on my playlist. I might even stick it on the You Haven't Heard This Music podcast playlist. Nice. Neil? So it's definitely what the kids want. question is, is it what the the kids want today? (laughs) I I think it is. I think it's what the kids want today, but I think they don't know it yet. Spoken like a true dad. To answer my own question, (laughs) to to answer my own question that I just posed, is it what the kids need? Yes, I think it is what the kids need. I think it is fucking brilliant. I... um, it sounded vaguely familiar to me. I actually think I may have earmarked this as a potential head-to-head. Was it? Was it a recent one, or was it sent to us? Well, a while it's not until twenty twenty-one, so it's, it's got to be quite recent. I think this song was released in August. It said yeah. so. Yeah, so last month or so. Yeah, I, I've, I've definitely listened to it, and I've definitely thought, yeah, this is good. Yeah, so the whole um, the influences it, to, to me, it's taking the best of a, a number of different things. I can get get on board with the eighties Billy Idol type stuff. I think there's a lot of seventies rock in there, but I think they've they've put a modern twist on it as well. I, th- I, I think it is accessible today. I completely agree with one of your points, Wayne, that the middle eight went on a, a little bit too long. Oh, do you yeah, agree? agree. It's, only a it's, only a, it's only a minor gripe. And they pulled it back by shoving one of my favourite film quotes um, ever at the end. Uh, the Doctor Strange love, you can't fight in here, this is the war room. And the way they brought that quote in and then the guitar came in over the top of it just fitted perfectly. Um, I'll completely disagree with you on the um, production, though, Wayne. I think it, I, I think it was dirty enough. I, I think I think um, dirty this up any more, and you, you're on the risk of making it sound um, like uh, too lo-fi, like it was like they couldn't afford to record it properly. I think um, I think it had just the right amount of grit in it, but still <coughs> sounded polished. Well, is is the test uh, professional? You've seen these guys live, haven't you, Goza? Yeah, I have, and I've uh, I've met Jay, uh, and he and I have been played and on a lot of the same radio shows and kind of done the rounds in a lot of the same same places, though not at the same time. 
Um, uh, I he's he's as I said, scarily young, uh, and I think he's got again. He's another one who's got a big future. He's clearly a songwriter as well because he's been at this already for a lot of like he, he's stupidly young now. He's been at it for years and years already. And he's got quite a good following. And uh, I, this is a very catchy song. I wouldn't necessarily say that I think this is his best song that I've heard, but it's extremely catchy and it's a good showcase for what the band do. Live, from what I recall, they do sound quite a lot rawer than this. Yeah, that's um, what I figured. And, it, and they've got a hell of a lot of energy. And yeah, I, I don't know. All I can say is this is further testament to just how much musical talent there is in the town of Plymouth. There you go. <laughs> and that was my question to you. What, just you, you and one other band? Yes, <laughs> overlooked and undervalued. Me and that other band. <laughs> that, that was my question to you, though. That's what, that's what I was tra- trying to put across. I don't think they're capturing their raw energy in, in the studio, which which we find a lot. You know, you, you well, know, that's... Comes... That, that, yeah. I would withhold judgment until you hear the whole album, though, because it could be that that song sits somewhere in the continuum of their sound, if you know what I mean. So maybe that's 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 slap bang in the middle of the record. And then after that, it just gets faster and more furious. Who knows? Absolutely. I just think for me, it sounded sounded dirty enough. To be honest, the production. Now, why you like this song so much, Neil? Because the bass is most prominent. The guitars are sort of <laughs> oh the yeah. bass is the bass there is you lovely go. oh I love oh, I love a bit it, of it's funny because oh, I wouldn't change the bass yeah. in the recording I'd just bring the guitars a bit more into the mix and dirty them up you know put a different distortion on it use a different modulator I, I, I'll be honest all I, all I was listening to of course was the it bass. fucking was <laughs> out of interest does it tell you where the song was recorded or who the producer is is that information in the email. Um... I don't think so. I can let you know now. It says, "Fuck all." Uh, <laughs> is that is that a new studio? That's or... an interesting name for a studio. <laughs> it's just that there's a there's a strong degree of likelihood that I know whoever has produced it, or it certainly. Oh fucking me! I, I, I live in Plymouth. I know everybody around Plymouth. Me, they nobody. Do, <laughs> everybody am, knows goes around Plymouth, Plymouth, mate. That's it, mate. That's it. What? 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 What, I am Plymouth, baby. If you said, Rich, <laughs> if it, you, 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 you'd said it was, uh, it says absolutely fuck all, and then goes, it goes, oh, I know that one. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I've recorded it. Was a, it was a short and sweet email, to be honest. Um, Just as we fucking like well, I, I, I do, but it would have been, a little bit of info would have been nice. Just, you know, if you're a PR company. It's pleasing some folks. If, you, if you're a PR company and you're trying to sell someone, give a bit, give a bit, bit of information. What, is it a PR company? Rich, it's what the kids want. The kids don't care where it was recorded. Nice. It's only me who cares. So yes, that was them. That was uh, that was that was um, Goes' friends from uh, Plymouth, (laughs) and yeah, we overall we talked about them. So that means they're good. So yeah, go check them out. We'll leave all the links and everything to do with them in the show notes. Go and show them some oh. love. Follow them. Listen to their music. Go and buy their music. They are independent artists, and they they need your support. If you like them, support them. Buy their work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really want uh, this episode to be aired and then listen to Goza and just look at each other. And go, Who the fuck's Goza? <laughs> 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 
that will probably happen. That will probably happen. Uh, Who the, the fuck is that again? At the end of the day. Goza, Goza. They've got Ghostbusters. Much... <laughs> yeah. They've got they've got much more positive recognition uh, from being a decent wild card on the show than being uh, another failed head to head. Good. Very good. Cool. So we're going to move on. Then we're going to move on to our next section. Uh, the next section is the get Come on, this is musical pizza candy pizza challenge mode. Go! Ah, wrong button. Fuck me. You nailed it. Absolute fucking professionals. I've got three buttons and I pressed the wrong one. Let's try that again. So last time on the show, I was challenged by our guest, Robert Connolly Farr, to bring some music from the genre, Psycho Billy. And what I brought was a band called... uh, Fuck you. A band called Coughing Cats. Um, I didn't really look hard. I've been very busy. I just kind of went onto a Spotify playlist... Quickly went through a few, found one I thought was okay, and I, I brought um, th- this song, which is called uh, something about, about a bottle. What is it? Utterly professional. Utterly it's called the bottle's called. The bottle called. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was meant to say. So yeah, uh, these guys, coughing cats. 2019 press bio. It's been over 16 years since Vic, Tommy, and E Ball. That's right, E-Ball, started the Coughing Cats in their parents' basement and played for beer in a local Detroit bar, in, in local Detroit bars, a psycho-billy-slash-punk band with influences ranging from The Damned to The Stray Cats. The Coughing Cats have covered a lot of ground, nine albums later, a few member changes and over 2,500 live shows from international tours. The founding lineup returned in 2016, six years after the departure. Tommy Coffin returned to play guitar with the Coffin Cats, with Vic Victor on lead vocals, Vic Victor on lead vocals, and upright bass, and E Ball, fucking E Ball, E Ball Walls. E-ball walls on the drums. <laughs> in 2017, the trio released their latest album titled Party Time in the End Times. 2019 is a year of new music and international touring. KK will be releasing a new song each month while touring throughout North America and Europe. You can keep up with Coughing Cats on all of the social media outlets and bands. The bands. This is. The ba- Fuck off. The band likes to keep it old school. <laughs> The band likes to keep it old school and suggest you check out their website. That's not old school. Sending you a fucking letter in the post would be old school. MySpace. MySpace, yes. Check out their website at (laughs) www.coffincatsrock.com for all official information on news and tours. All links in the show notes. We're going to... Are we going to... Are we going to listen to their, their, their music? 
listen to their music. Just a quick one, listeners. If you hear the music, it means we have permission. If you don't, then we don't. Coffin Cats with their song The Bottle Called or The Bottle the Called bottle Me called. The Bottle yeah. Called yeah and I'm, I'm starting that slurping shit again have you noticed <laughs> um, yeah the, the Coffin Cats uh, I was getting I know it's Psycho Billy and Punk and whatever but I was getting is it just me or was anybody else getting like new romantic in there absolutely the yeah, I can see over there. yeah, completely. Yeah. Wasn't it? It's in the chord progression, I think. Yeah. Sound of the guitars, maybe. 
Three sings as well. It's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's Robert Smith from The Cure. Yeah. He's, he's... Vocally, I was thinking very Morris. Yeah, yeah. Cheers, Smith's yeah. The Cure, yeah. yeah. There's that. Yeah, definitely. Mm, it's not a bad genre. I didn't think I was going to like it. I, I don't know if this song, this song itself falls under Psycho Billy. I think this might be more on there. Because they obviously cover different aspects of rock and punk and... Psycho you think Billy. this is more schizo Billy? I don't, this one seemed a bit more tame compared to what I thought Psycho Billy would have been. It doesn't feel very psycho. Yeah. <laughs> this feels very self-aware. It doesn't feel very Billy either. Type thing. Anyway, I liked it. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. Uh, Wayne. All right, okay. Psycho Billy is a fusion of punk rock and rockabilly. So, to to just to throw my two pen at them, this is right and slap bang in the middle of Psycho Billy for me. You know, I've listened to a few tracks. This is this is exactly what Psycho Billy sounds like. Um, one of the main things that sets Psycho Billy apart from Rockabilly um, is obviously that he has to have like a sort of punk rock ethic, but also has to be played on an upright bass. So if you're playing on a normal, you know, electric bass, it's not Psycho Billy. It's sort of like a prerequisite. If you're going to play Psycho Billy, it has to be on an upright bass, um, which they do. Uh, the themes of Psycho so, Billy. So hold on, let me just stop you a second there. So if somebody else covered this song with a normal bass, their cover version wouldn't be Psycho Billy. They're, if they're doing it in Psycho Billy style and it's a normal bass, it's not. It's not a Psycho Billy song. Apparently, they so get kicked somewhere. out of the Psycho Billy club. Absolutely, you have your card revoked. Please leave it at the door and fuck off out of here. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> the themes that are normally about alcohol, drugs, sex, and sci-fi. Um, All the best songs are. <laughs> Yeah, it's accepted that the yeah. bands The Cramps and The Meteors are the progenitors of Psycho Billy. Um, Psycho Billy started in the 1970s with, like I say, the bands like The Cramps, then moved over to England in the 80s, and The Meteors took it up from there, and then it sort of progressed into Europe in the 90s and went on from there. Its beginnings can be traced back to uh, Screaming Jay Hawkins, uh, if you know who he is, this very strange sort of bluesy uh, progressive musician from the 50s. The term Psychobilly was first used in a Johnny Cash song called uh, One Piece at a Time, which was a top ten uh, in the US in 1976. Uh, I did write down this, the... No, I didn't. I'm, I'm, I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, I love this. I'm, it's a great song. Uh, it's kind of a genre I'd really be interested in exploring a bit more because it's, you know, I like a bit of rockabilly and I like punk, you know, smashing those two things together and they sound like they do. I'm, I'm all over that, yeah. And we've already covered it, but you can hear the smashing of the two genres in, in this song. You can hear the sort of rockabilly drums mixed with, well, as you say, you know, it's, you see, like, like you say, it's leading a bit to new romantic and sort of the the clash and the cure and that sort of way, but it's still, it's still punk rock, isn't it? Yeah, I, th- I think you've, you've done a fucking bang-up job with this, mate. This is 100% psychobilly. Cool. Goza. Yeah, I agree. It's good. Uh, the band can obviously really play. It's very melodic. It's got a lot of energy. The song goes by quite quickly. Um, uh, and I'm not surprised if they've done 2,500 live shows and all that lot. That they clearly have got it together, haven't they? They know what they're doing. It's not. It's not necessarily my thing, but I still really enjoyed this. Uh, and I've heard quite a bit of. I mean, I'm, like you, uh, I like a bit of rockabilly and I like a bit of punk. So smashing those two things together, I'm happy with that. And I've heard quite a bit of psychobilly over the years here and there. Yeah, it's good. What can I say? It's good, it. man. It's an interesting yeah, section. This is because it's like obviously I've heard this kind of music before, 
and you you just think oh it's a bit of bit of punk or it's a bit it's just a bit of rock but then because of this show because you learn the different genres you, you can start putting bands and different music together oh yeah that's obviously psycho but this is this this is that and whereas otherwise you, you wouldn't have had a fucking clue because I'd never have heard of Psycho Willie before. But now you know, you're able to section it. Should we be segregating so many different styles of music? I don't know, but I, don't, I find it helps. Yeah, I think it's helpful. This is a conversation I have quite regularly with people. And it's always to do with if, if you're a film fan like I am, there's no wrong answer. You know, you just like film. Whereas if you're a music fan... Music fans get really defensive of their genre music, you know, metalheads and folk and country, you know, they get really defensive of it. I think we're in a very strange minority where we can dance through our, through all these genres and take... You can't dance like for shit! <laughs> I can't dance for shit, no, you're right, I can't even, you can't even fucking count the beats of what the fuck you're on about. <laughs> Got no arguments there. <laughs> well, I struggle to get up in the yeah, I think uh, I think genre labels are useful in as much as they they're useful for discoverability. Yes. Right. So if it, that whole if you like this, you might like this sort of thing is really useful um, for you as a music listener. Uh, it can be really annoying for you as a as a musical artist because uh, you don't necessarily get lumped in with the people that you would like to get lumped in with from from the point of view of being a music consumer if i really like dick psychobilly and i really like that song i could find 50 other songs that sit in that vein really nicely i could find a whole playlist probably 10 playlists probably 100 playlists do you know what i mean that's great what you can't really argue with that can you no and the spotify algorithm fucking loves them does it Oh, yeah, if, God, if I'm yeah. listening to a load of music and then the Spotify say, well, yeah, actually, you'll probably like this. And I've found that some of the time, quite a lot of the time, Spotify is absolutely bang on. Seems to know what well, I it's like. Weird. Yeah, it's weird because um, I did a lot of, I've done a lot of research into the Spotify algorithm and uh, absorbed a lot of very dry, very boring material about Spotify. But the whole uh, ethos behind Spotify making recommendations is this idea that it's trying to not predict the next song that you would listen to. It's trying to fill in the blanks of your playlist. So it's trying to predict a song that you don't know you like yet, but it thinks you will based on your previous history. I'm not saying it gets it right every time, but it does a damn good job of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, well for me as well. I've picked up a lot, of, lot of bands, a lot of stuff off Spotify recommendations. When I've gone, oh shit, I really like this. Who's this? And explored more and found out more about them. So yeah, that discoverability—that's that's the reason that all these genres and subgenres are good. That's what I think. Yeah, completely off the band, completely off the band. But never mind. Um, well, but you, you enjoyed the band. That's the main thing. I certainly did. Yeah. Did you say anything about them, Neil? Go on then. I dare you. I liked it. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll elaborate a bit more. I was, it wasn't what I expected at all. Um, I mean, I didn't know what the genre of psychobilly was, really. Um, Wayne knows far more about these uh, genres, and he does far more research than me, so I'll, um, I'll, I'll take it from him that it's good psychobilly, but he, he wasn't what I expected at all. Uh, and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, 
I mentioned earlier when we were kind of uh, first introducing it, and you mentioned the new. Somebody mentioned the new romantic thing. You might be new, Rich. And I said I was getting a, a lot of Morrissey and the Smiths from it. But there was a kind of like um, vocally, I think it sounded very much, uh, very much. Um, you know, I could hear Morrissey in it. But there was a, there was a real sort of. Um, psychedelic undercurrent which i really like i mean you you know me i love me prog i love pink floyd all that kind of stuff and uh there was really sort sort of psychedelic undercurrent i really liked it reminded me of the theme tune to um a series called banshee i'm not, not sure if you're familiar with that oh, i've recently started re-watching that i've heard of it because it's brilliant it's just it's uh, if you like the John Wick films, it's basically like the TV series of that. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, just full of excess, far too much sex, violence and drugs and everything. It's just, just you know, it's about everything that could, could possibly go wrong in this small town. But the theme tune is this really sort of haunting, psychedelic um tune that gets stuck in your head and at the backing of this it, it it sounded to me like Morris is singing over that theme tune and I loved it so uh, yeah. so yeah I'd recommend this band and I'd recommend Banshee awesome I think that is, is, is that covered everyone in there yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah cool so that yeah as I said we'll leave all the links and everything else in the show notes as usual as per usual go check them out go show them some love uh, they've got a decent following in, like they don't need you, but you know, go, go and check them out anyway. <laughs> and we're going to move on to our final section, our final section, which is... Angabat. Art is spot ligat. Are we picking a genre Has Wayne got a button, button for this one, has he? No, I haven't, no. Okay, then. we're going to pick a genre My, my third the... one's a sad trombone, so we could probably use that for the artist spotlight for Goza, couldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> um, Piss yeah, off. Let, yeah, let's, let, let's, let's select a genre for next time. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I think we forgot to select a genre. Yeah, let's select a yeah, genre then. I'm really genre. sad about being on the podcast again. <laughs> We've got the Bible it's way. You, mate. It's just, it's just on there. It's a preset. I sort of just haven't changed it yet. Uh, I have the Bible in hand. Yes. Okay. Choose a letter. Goes out. Choose from a letter from A to Z. Is this for Wayne? Uh, um, P. I'll have a P, please, Bob. Only people in the UK will get that, and not everybody Only in the UK. The uh, anybody, anybody uh, born be- before 1990 no, will get 1990, that. 1990, absolutely. <laughs> I got it. I, I love that lawyer, Bob Holness, I do, that he played the uh, saxophone on uh, Baker Street. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a lie, it's a complete lie, but he, I love that. That's the first he, time he I've heard it. that lie. It's brilliant. It's Mark and Lord came up with it and said, uh, "Did you know that, that Bob Holmes <laughs> played?" Uh, and apparently, years later, he walked, he found them and they were like, "Oh shit, he's going to bollock us!" And he come over. I fucking love it. I, I when people ask me, I, I totally tell them I have. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. We've got boatloads. To, to be honest, if people uh, thought that I played the saxophone on Baker Street, I would play up to it as well. Yeah. Until some cunt, of until some cunt comes along with the uh, saxophone and yeah, play, play it for us. Uh, can't even blow the no, I can't even like blow it. the thing. No, you just be like, I'm sorry, lightning never strikes twice. It's <laughs> yeah. making you feel really bad. I've got arthritis, and I, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> How many peas we got, Wayne? Ah, oh, three pages worth, mate. Okay, choose a page. One, two, or three. Two. Okay. Two. Okay. 
Oh, fucking hell. Talking about peas has made me need the toilet. I'm going to disappear while you choose your jar, I'll be back in a second. Go on then. Fucking <laughs> dokey. Um, How many peas we've got? About 1 to 30. 27. Oh, I knew you were going to do that. You just go, but you came backwards, Wayne. You can do that, can't you? You ain't got came from the start. Who knew this would be so involved? <laughs> oh, fucking hell, right, okay. On the next episode, Gozer has chosen for me to go and find the music of Post Dubstep. Oh! Nice. Post Dubstep. If you'd have gone five down from there, I'd have had to go and find the music of Porno Core. Hold on, we've done po- <laughs> wow. we've, no, we've done post dubstep, but it was it wasn't called post dubstep. It was called something else. Well, this is post dubstep on here. You're gonna find there's another name for that, and we've covered it. Okay, well, do you want another number? No, no, I want him to go away and do it because I know oh, he, he hates dubstep. I love dubstep, so I want oh, yeah. Yeah, but do you love post dubstep? I don't. We'll find out. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm, and if there's sure post dubstep. It'll rank is right there, up there with finding. Oh fuck knows. Pre pre dubstep probably house or something on on drum and bass. <laughs> no, well it's a form of drum and bass anyway, isn't it dubstep? Yeah. You got post. It'll be post drum and bass before you get to dubstep. I'm assuming that's that's the progression of it. Any road. Yeah. On the next episode, I will find the music of post dubstep. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. The genre I, I've not been looking forward to in a while, so. Cool. So, so, so it, thanks to me, eh? Yeah, 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 nice one. So in the meantime, we're going to move on to our next section, which is the artist spotlight. And Wayne's going to play some music in the edits here. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, and all that shit. So Gozer, <laughs> here you are yeah. again. It's been here exciting. I am again. Again, it's you been seem, nice for me, as I say. You've been a little less rude what? this time. Have I? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm a, I'm, you know, I've matured, mate. I'm a, I'm a much more civilized individual nowadays. I was you know? getting, I'm not. I had my boxing gloves on and everything this time, ready for you because you, 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 I felt like you outwitted me last time, and I didn't like it. <laughs> outwitted? I don't. I don't remember outwitting you. Oh, you I, did. Yeah, you my... absolutely made a fool of me a couple of times. Yeah. I lo- <laughs> yeah, I loved it. It's brilliant. Oh, I was, was going to say at least you didn't. Uh, you know, hold on to any lasting resentment. Oh no, God no. The only the only time I resented Shit. you for a couple of days is when uh, when you didn't turn up to the show. You can't. But uh, other than... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the third. That's the third. Fourth continent. Fifth. That's it. That's it. That's why I'm. That's why I've been so well behaved tonight. It's because I'm so contrite. That's what it is. <laughs> so what's been going on? What's new with you? What have you been up to? <laughs> hey, fuck what off. hasn't been? What hasn't been going on? Everything hasn't been going on. Um. Uh. I. Yeah. What have I been doing? It's been about a year, hasn't it, since I was last on? It's I think probably been about that. Yeah. Yeah. So last November, I put out uh, a full album called Running with the Outliers, uh, and that went pretty well um it's quite nice good to put out an album at last after putting out uh three peas that had a full band uh sound on it as well i put a band together um to do a load of shows to coincide with the album's release um and that was really great for me really freeing um until a moment before the first show that we were supposed to do to promote the single 
um, <laughs> the band had to split up uh, <laughs> because there was a kind of like, it was like happened. yeah honestly it was horrible I, I won't go into it but and there's no bad blood involved whatsoever it was just purely circumstances to do with like medical issues and everything else we had to cancel our first show and because of the repercussions of those medical issues that band had to split up and i had about four weeks before the album was due out um and i needed to put together a new band to do the the shows that i had uh lined up for the album release um and so as luck would have it and I, I knew some people uh some people that i'd met uh, over that previous summer, just randomly at a wedding, friends of friends, and we got up and we jammed on stage, uh, and there was just something there. It was good, so I phoned them up and I said, "Are you interested in uh, going hell for leather on a load of songs um, to learn them in the next four weeks to do a load of shows to promote my new album?" And mercifully, they were into it, and so they became the Neon Gamblers. Uh, so it goes a good speed in the Neon Gamblers. Uh, and we're a three-piece, uh, and we've stayed together ever since then. Um, we've played a load of shows, obviously, until COVID killed everything. Um, and one including of the people, people. In the band, yeah, including a lot of people, um, but mercifully not anyone in the band. But yeah, uh, one of the guys in the band is called Bill Burks, and he has had three record deals in his life. Um, he has had hit records. He's played with the Corgis, with John Martin, with uh, Paul Weller. Um, he's a, a really, really, really talented guy. Uh, and I've just been helping him build a brand new studio uh, where he lives in Ashburton, which is just up the road from Plymouth. Um, so that's what I've been doing over lockdown. Uh, and he's going to record my and produce my um, new album. And so when, when do you hope to release that? Oh, it'll be next year. It'll be, I, I can't put an exact date on it. I would hope sort of spring, maybe the, maybe the middle of next year, I would say. Uh, that's probably when I'm hoping to get it out because that's when I'm anticipating we'll be able to go out and do full band gigs again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so you can promote um, the album. Yeah, yeah, so we can promote it properly. But, I mean, that's how I've been, like every other bloody musician at the moment, I've been, uh, had nothing else to do. So I've been writing material. That's, that's you know, and it, it's, in a lot of ways, lockdown was good for me because uh, it enabled me to really spend time working on a load of stuff uh, that had been in quite a kind of embryonic stage. Um, and it enabled me to come up with a bunch of alternative versions of other songs that already existed. Um, and I did a load of live streaming as well and, and everything else. But at the moment, at this very moment, there is nothing going on or very little going on uh, on the live music scene. And there's, it, it's a tough time to be a, a live musician. In the golden times, in like uh, late 2017, 2018, I was working about 30 gigs ahead at any one time. And now, you know, it's like one or two. And most stuff is arranged on short notice. It's a bizarre, bizarre time. For sure. So, so there you go. are you calling this a, a dead year then? Or do you have, do you have any like small plans like for the for the rest of the year or are you just going to say nah fuck it well i'm going to be recording um, that's the that's the idea is uh hopefully hopefully next month um 
I'll, I'll, I've already started some practice sessions um, with Bill, just feeling a few songs out uh, in his new studio. Um, and that's almost complete, that new studio. And when it is, uh, I'm going to be the first person recording in there. So, um, so yeah, we're moving into... I mean, it's quite exciting from a musical point of view for me. It's really good to get into the studio, and um, I'm really excited to work on the new stuff that I've written. Um and kind of see where it goes and attack it from a much more uh, live band perspective and from the perspective of people who've been playing with me for ages. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So extra inspiration and shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All all that stuff. And there's just a lot to be said for familiarity between people. When you've played with people on stage for ages, you've jammed with them for hours at a time. There's just a, a kind of shorthand and a familiarity and a bit of, um, there's just a lot of vibe between me and the other guys. So it's exciting for me to kind of put that in because everything else that I've done up to now has been, uh, has, has basically been me. Uh, and then guests that I bring in, if you know what I mean. Uh, and this is a chance to really, uh, crack on with the band and, and involve them from the very beginning. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a band like a team, isn't it? You've got your idea, you've got your like, you know what you want to do, you know what, yeah, how it's going to sound. But because they're yeah. experts in their field, as it uh, as it were, that they, they can yeah, yeah. add their touch, or not just add it, but they can, you know, advise or we, yeah. we could do this. Why, why don't we try this? You got like a, like a team thing going on. Your music was something, yeah, some, some, they... something you might not think of. Suddenly, actually, you know what? Yeah, that that does make that does make sense. Let's let's try that. that yeah, they can polish I, I... and enhance it. Yeah. yeah, they can, but also, uh, you know, the beauty of it all is they're such good musicians that they make me uh, really push myself to my absolute limit. Do you know what I mean? So, or, I'm always at the limits uh, of my talent, <laughs> if you know what I mean. That's I'm good, always going, you know, so I, I'm anticipating the results could be really, really special. I certainly um, I'm happy with the material that I've written, and I'm really, really excited to put it together and take it out onto the road eventually when all of this hell is finally finished. I'll be interested to listen to this new album when it comes out next year and compare it with, say, your first album and see, see you know, listen to the, the intricate differences between the two and see if I can pick yeah. out where the, the bands had their influence and things like that. Well, r- Running With The Outliers, was, which is the... Uh, the album I put out in November has been really, really good for me because it's the closest thing to what I've been trying to achieve for ages. Do you know what I mean? It's that sound that I've been trying to get for a long, long time. Um, and the the musicians that are featured on it were just really spectacular people. And we put all that together in a very short space of time. Um, whereas this one, I have a, the luxury of a lot more time like a much longer lead in with the people who are going to be playing. Um, So a lot of the kind of, there's, there's a lot more room for experimentation because recording running with the outliers, the whole album was done. I think the first in two, two sessions, basically five days for the main recording of the songs. And then another couple of days um, just to do overdubs and things like that. It's a seven track albums, quite a lot of work. That is quite quick for a seven track album. Yeah, we, yeah, we but did, the results... We did a 3 4-track EP, and that took fucking ages. Yeah. yeah, well, we just... I mean, we were pulling 12-hour days and uh, and all that kind of thing, and it was it was great. And Chris Love, who, uh, it was the first time I'd worked with him, 
um, who's a, a really, really underrated, underappreciated producer in Plymouth, works out of this um, amazing little studio that he built in his back garden called Whistlewood. Um, and, yeah, it, that was just a really amazing, positive experience for me. And all the other musicians that we pulled in were just beautiful people. They they really bought their A game. So, yeah, uh, I was. The album is uh, has been really good for me. A couple of the tracks of you know, a lot of the tracks have been played on all sorts of radio shows all over the world. Um, most recently, King Point Marina, which is a song I wrote about a real marina here in Plymouth, um, got picked up by. Fatia magazine and was put on their showcase uh, and that's a, a kind of free download that they put out uh, once a quarter um, and that's on course to have been downloaded by the end of this month about seven seven and a half thousand times so Sorting that was good yeah it's not bad it's not but it could be worse mate it it's could about be worse tenth, it's about tenth of what you'll get on here but it's all right it's all right oh, I'm yeah. sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> and this song that you bring in Today, would tell us a bit about this. Oh, for fuck's sake, Wayne's cuckoo clock. Oh, he's muted himself. <laughs> he's muted himself. So, yeah, tell us a bit about this song that you're bringing today. Well, this song's called Gambler's Last Day, and it's the second track uh, off Running With The Outliers, my most recent album. Uh, and this track is basically, it's a song about um, a chronic gambler. Now, I've known a lot of gamblers in my life and I've had some uh, serious gamblers going back a bit in my family. Uh, so I'm kind of... The state of modern gambling really appalls me and the way that it pulls people in and gets its hooks into people and the way that like online gambling has just been normalised uh, and uh, become a part of the fabric of um, everyday life for a lot of people. It's so easy to get sucked in and so easy to end up owing loads and loads and loads of money and ruining your life. So... I thought that was, I wanted to write um, a tale from the point of view of a, a chronic gambler who's desperate to be a better man, who uh, is appealing to the the kind of gods of chance, of luck, of whatever he can appeal to for one last score so that he never has to gamble again. Um, it's not a solid strategy if you're a gambler. <laughs> but I thought it was a, I thought it was an interesting piece of psychology uh, to explore in the context of this song. I wanted it to, to be a song with a, a very strong through line um, and something, you know, if you pay attention to the lyrics, uh, it, it's got a strong narrative. I was, I was getting the, the imagery and everything that you, you know, you, you, you're trying to tell in the story, but because of the, the way you, because the way the music is, it's got like a Western type feel to it. So when I was thinking of the gamblers, I was thinking of people in a saloon, Set like around a, yeah. a round table playing Texas Hold'em or something. <laughs> You're definitely not the, the only person to feel that way. Uh, it's just something about the... There's a quality in the song. It wasn't necessarily deliberate until we got to the the kind of uh, mixing stage. And we went, oh, yeah, you can really see the... It's the acoustic quality of the song, I think, combined with the drums. There's, there's just something about it that seems to suggest that. Was that your um, guitar work, start- was it? Yeah, yeah, it's all my guitar work, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I did appreciate that. Very nice. Oh, thanks. Mm. Yeah, it's, and it's probably... Uh, 
yeah, that's probably the most acoustic song on the album, actually. Uh, and there will be an awful lot more dirty sounding electric guitar on the next album. But this is a uh, this is quite clean sounding for me. Yes, it did. Say, yeah. Well, I've never really considered you, considered you a grungy artist. No, but if you, I, I guess if you'd seen me play live, you might feel differently. But um, even because even when I play acoustically, I'm not a delicate player. Let's okay. put it that way. <laughs> and our listeners might want to follow you guys. They might want to stalk you. They might want to hunt you down and give you some love and listen to you. Where 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 can they where can they go? Um, they can go to goesagoodspeed.co.uk, uh, which you can find. No, no, no. It's been around for a while. Oh, well, I'm pretty sure you quoted it last time. But, okay. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at Goza underscore Goodspeed or on Facebook at Goza Goodspeed. So, yeah. Oh, and I'm on Instagram as well, even though, Jesus Christ, I don't know how to use Instagram. What the hell is all that about? It's just pictures, isn't it? You mean, you mean, you it's know, just pictures, you, isn't it? It's, it. it's just pictures. I mean, oh. if I was a... Uh, if I was a 25-year-old wannabe model, then maybe Instagram would be useful. Maybe, maybe just do a, few as, songs as in your, do a few songs in your pants and take some pictures for Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone wants to see that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a bit too specialist. Yeah. But Instagram's uh, not the home for that. Yeah, go check out our, our, our go- Goza. Your <laughs> hours now. You might as well Am be. I? Yeah, I think you're sure. that most. Uh, you belong to us. Other than EMR, you're probably the most uh, visit, visited ge- guest. I'm, I think I'm your frequent flyer. You're, you're. I said it earlier. You're our um, most regular. No, what did I say? now? I don't matter anyway. Just go. Check him out. Basically, I'm. I'm the guy when you can't get anyone else you can rely on to come on your podcast. That's not true. Our reserve. Our reserve. That's not true. We've got thousands of people in the emails that will come on. We just, I find you a bit of a challenge and I like you. Oh, that's good. That's good. Now, is, you, is it because I'm I'm not completely passive? Is that what you like? No, I do like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you like one of the team. It's brilliant, yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I feel like one of the team. I enjoy it a lot, mate. It's good. I love coming on. You can come on any time. Well, not any time. Just when I invite you. But um, <laughs> probably sometime next year. Hopefully, yeah. Well, yeah. You know, when the album comes out and everything, we can sort something out. Yeah, yeah definitely coming from yeah, the new yeah. album. But yeah, yeah, nice. Go check out Goza. Go check him out on his website, and we'll leave all of your links in the show notes for the people to find you. You can also yeah. you can also find us at www.yhh tmpc.com you can find us on the twitter you can find us on the instagram you can find us on facebook and um, what we want you to do is we want you to go and follow us on patreon because on there we're going to start doing some stuff hopefully soon eventually and we're going if, if you support us on patreon for just the, the price of a point a month just one point if you're an artist kind of puts you at the front of the queue we'll definitely listen to your music and we'll probably give you a uh, a play on the show and a shout out and whatever so you'll definitely get listened to before everyone else you support us we'll support you you're not paying for it it's just supporting each other and it's for the price of a pint a month and it helps cover our overheads 
Um, and yeah, you can find us on all the podcast places and shit. Just check us out. You haven't heard this music podcast. And on that note, I think we're we done, lads. Oh, there's nothing else really to cover, is there? I don't think. I believe so. Then in that case, then I've been Richie. I've been Wayne. Neil. And and our guest has been Goza. Thanks for listening. If indeed you still are. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.
Summer is right around the corner, and you know what that means. Cooking out, diving in, and soaking up a whole lot of sunshine. The Home Depot has everything you need to start your summer right. Upgrade your cookout game with Traeger grills and smokers. Then gather around a new Hampton Bay patio set with family and friends. It feels like Memorial Day at the Home Depot with savings on summer fun. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.